As Ronnie is cleaning his teeth one morning, he sees a message written in the toothpaste. Help! It reads, I'm a prisoner in a toothpaste factory. Later, there is, there is an even more urgent appeal. Help! There's not much time. So, with the somewhat dubious help of Uncle Roger, Ronnie sets off on the toothpaste trail, desperately trying to avoid the wicked clutches of the child. But when Mum and Dad are imprisoned in Glum's toothpaste factory, Ronnie's mission becomes even more dangerous. Can he solve the whole extraordinary mystery before he too becomes a prisoner? Hi, and welcome back to Books Are Bad. I'm Ursula. And I'm Catherine. And today we have a special mystery guest. It's my dad. Hello everyone, I'm Gavin. I'm Ursula's dad. Today we're going to be talking about Help, I'm a Prisoner in a Toothpaste Factory. Over to you, Mum. Well, so this is a book um, by John Antrobus that I read when I was small. Um, and I chose it for this episode of the podcast because all my life, although I don't remember much about the book, I've always remembered the title. A very distinctive, Help, I'm a Prisoner in a Toothpaste Factory. Quite long. Quite long title. Um, and I do remember that, obviously, there is a message in the toothpaste I, the only other things I can remember about the book are something about an enormously long escalator or maybe a, a moving sort of um, travelator or something that someone had invented. But yeah. I'm not sure if that's in the toothpaste factory. It is. Um, oh, or wait, not. No, it, it's in his house. Well, maybe you can tell us a bit more about that. Um, and another reason I chose the book um, for the podcast was I found out after I met your father that, in fact, he'd read it too. And I think it may be the case that he remembered it because of its distinctive title. Well, how many times do you see a book on a shelf that reads, Help, I'm a prisoner in a toothpaste factory? Oh, quite. So, there, what, is it a good book? What's it about? It's quite good. Um, well, basically, Ronnie finds a message in his toothpaste and he wants to find out more. So we try... So he needs to find more toothpaste, but then he gets suspicious of the toothpaste company. But then when his mum's trying to settle it, she goes missing. And so um, he goes off with Uncle Roger on his houseboat. And Uncle Roger is a bit mad and he really likes chickens and he, he owns loads of them. And they are like his companions. And so um, the chickens don't want him to be staying with glums, which is the type of toothpaste that everyone uses. And something really funny I remember was he said, we're sailing to, um, what's the, um, the thing, the country that begins with A that's near Germany? Austria? Yeah, we're sailing to Austria. And Ronnie goes, Austria's inland. And Uncle Roger says, Australia then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like that. But yeah, that's basically the plot. And then they um then they go on a search. Well, through the factory of toothpaste. And is there a, a massive machine, a travelator or an escalator? No, that's inside Ronnie's house. His dad invents it. His dad invented it. <laughs> yeah. An indoor Yeah, his mum gets really annoyed because it runs up the stairs half the year, down the stairs. The other one, but they took out the stairs to make it. 
So you've got to go really fast to get to the top of the stairs if the escalator is going down at the time of year. <laughs> it's not very good. So there's only one escalator where in a shop yeah. you would have two. Yes. So is it a funny book? Yes, it is quite funny, especially the chickens, although that might be because I like chickens. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, do you remember any of the things I was talking about, Dad? Um, no, the, the thing for me in particular was the title, but I remember being very inspired by the title. And indeed, I think if you asked Ursula's grand, she would say that that was something I was prone to writing on things, help of a prisoner at a <laughs> factory when I was very small. Uh, but I also, as I think I may have mentioned before, remember it from being on Jack and Uri, which was a TV programme when I was small. Um, and although I didn't quite remember who read it at the time, it was read by a very famous actor and comedian called Spike Milligan, it turns out. Um, so I think I would have watched that when it was on the TV um, which was in the, the late 1970s, when I would have been only about uh, six years old. Well, let's have a quick look at the edition that we've got. This is not a book I had in the house. I bought it especially for you. And this edition comes from 1978. So it would be about the time it was read on TV. Yes, I think, interestingly, um, the one that we had in the house and has gone somewhere was one that I recognised. It was maybe a hardback one. Uh, and it had a blue cover. Right, uh, so do you recognise uh, these pictures? I don't, off the top of my head, but... Uh, well, something quite funny is on... So Ronnie's holding a toothbrush on the front cover, and something quite funny is in red letters, it just says, help, on the toothpaste. I quite like that. Now, Ursula, you normally write a quiz for me to do, um, but I think we'll invite Dad to participate too this week. Okay. Have you got some questions about I the do. book? Where I are they? I think I maybe... There were going to be four questions, but it sort of gave away the answer to one, which was, what country were they going to go to before Australia? Austria. It's <laughs> <laughs> a point to me. <laughs> but I think I'm going to scrap that one, so no, no point no, to the dad. No. Um, okay, so the first question is... Once they get to the toothpaste factory, the people who are working there, they um, they sing a song. So who invented this song? The cleaner. No. Roger's mum. Ronnie's mum. Close. It's Ronnie's uncle. uncle oh. Roger. Oh. Is he in league with the baddies? Um, no, it's confusing. I'll explain. Well. I might explain. Depends. Okay. Um, and then my second question is, this one is going to be one of my easier ones. Um, do you know what the name of the toothpaste factory is? Plums. Yes. I think that was in the blurb. I knew that too, but I didn't remember. (laughs) And then the last one was, what is the fake address that glums are using? Ooh, I don't know that. Mill Lane. No. Uh, One Tooth Parade. Glums by the sea. But they're not there at all. No, they're somewhere in Bangkok. 
In Bengal. I think so. Does the book no, range? India. That is the, Bengal. Yeah, so does the book range across the world? Mm. Well, yeah, they're in his book. Wow. Just going just... chug, 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 chug. I, my memory is of a much smaller story, a much so, more domestic story. I don't remember. Is the Glums Factory in Bengal? I think so. Wow, wow, that is cool. Well, well, it's somewhere in India. Right. Okay. Wow. Um, I might just be saying Bengal because I've been writing a story about Bengal, but okay. somewhere in India. It's somewhere in India. That is. I think that's a revelation. Now. Um, I think that's maybe a win to dad on the quiz there. I was impressed with your recall that it was someone in the family that had written the song. Um, That was, to be fair, a bit of a guess on my part. Good one, good one. Um, I tried to use some stuff from the blurb, but I got it wrong because it's not the cleaner, is it? It's the chemist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I have done um, a little bit of reading to find out who John Antropus was and where this book has, has come from. Um, and what I've found out is that John Antropus um, st- started, his first job was um, in the military. He was in the army, but... Wasn't the um, guy who wrote the Dr. Doolittle stories, didn't he write them because he was in the army and he didn't want to write about army life? Now, that's right, but he was a soldier in the war, in active service in the First World War. So he wasn't really in the army. Was he in the army because... Possibly he had signed up for the war. I I don't know. Whereas John Antrobus had joined the army as a career in the 1950s. Okay. And he didn't stay long. And when he left, he had a couple of jobs in London... Um, but what he wanted to do was to write for uh, radio and television, and he ended up as a playwright. And the reason I asked if it was a funny book was his specialty was he wrote funny things, and he wrote uh, comic sketches for other people to perform on the radio, and he wrote funny um, plays and films. And he was very, very closely associated with Spike Milligan, who Dad um, has mentioned ended up reading this book on Jack and Ori. I think I need to ask, and I feel like I should know this one, but who's Spike Milligan? Well, Spike Milligan is someone who's much more famous than John Antropus. Spike Milligan was um, someone who became famous, first of all, uh, as part of, and the writer of, a radio show called The Goon Show, which was uh, particularly popular in the early 1950s. And it was basically a group of people, all of whom became famous in their own right, uh, Peter Sellers was in it, who became a very famous comic actor. Harry Seacombe, who was a famous comic actor and singer. Uh, Michael Benteen, who did uh, some other famous comedy programmes on the TV called, you'll find this funny, called Potty Time, I think. <laughs> yes, I thought you'd find that funny. Um, and so they were all in the Goon Show together. Um, and that was basically people doing lots of funny um, skits and sketches, but it was largely written by... Spike Milligan. Um, he also um, wrote a number of other TV programmes. He was in a lot of films as well. And he wrote, um, famously, uh, a series of funny books about his own experiences fighting, this time in the Second World War, um, where he fought in uh, the desert. I think he was in the Royal Artillery. Um, and uh, his book, is the first of those books, is called 
Adolf Hitler, my part in his downfall. Oh, I, I, I've seen that in the bathroom. You will have seen that, knocking about the house. But I think the joke is that his part was a small part in Adolf Hitler's ah, downfall. Right. He was exactly. not a main player in the war effort. But nonetheless, he did his bit. So he's and basically he did a triple threat without, without the singing. That's one way to look at it, except he had a large artillery piece as opposed to a songbook. So, yes, that is his triple threat. So um, that makes him a little bit older okay. than John Antropus. Um, what I what I found out about his writing was that he um, he wrote a couple of episodes of the Goon Show with Spike Milligan, um, and the other things that he wrote tended to be very absurdist and bizarre, a bit like Spike Milligan's humour, um, quite just random, off the wall. He, they they wrote a play together that I think people might have heard of um, called The Bed-Sitting Room. And when I went off to find out what that was about, I discovered that one of the characters thinks that they might be a bed-sitting room. And in fact, later in the play, turns into a bed-sitting room, which does seem quite um, absurd. So a bed-sitting room is is a, a very small house, a flat that is only one room big. Okay. So for a character to turn into a bed-sitting room, it, it, it is bizarre. Is is this book that bizarre? Um, well, it depends what you think about two different alien groups running toothpaste factories complaining to the, gal- the intergalactic societies about each other and trying to kidnap people. No. Had you kept this back as being a spoiler? <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we, we haven't heard about the aliens up until now. What's Why? going on with the aliens here? <laughs> well, I'll tell you more. Yes. Well, these it, well, Glums isn't actually a human company. Why? It's an intergalactic alien company. Are you going to give us the ultimate spoiler? Who is the prisoner in the toothpaste factory? No idea. We never find out. <laughs> you are kidding. <laughs> well, at least that's what I got from it. I don't think we find out. Well, maybe listeners could send in a message if they read the book and find out. Um, who the prisoner was. <laughs> it may be that people do not read this book, and I'll tell you why. Um, although I don't know other people that have read it, apart from your dad, and although John Antropus wrote other books about Ronnie, um, I'm not sure they really ever uh, took off. They're not still in print, but interestingly, they are quite well sought out secondhand books. I actually paid an embarrassing amount of money <laughs> for my copy of Help, I'm a Prisoner in a Toothpaste Factory because the secondhand market uh, for them is uh, quite um, pricey. <laughs> but I, I think as well, though, from my research, is you may be able to get an audio book version, which I strongly suspect is the Spike Milligan Jack and Nori reading that somehow got out there. I don't know whether it's an official BBC uh, production or not, but maybe he uh, recorded it. it he might have recorded it and so released it, but it seems to be out there. If listeners would like to have a go, that might be a cheaper way of accessing John Antropus's children's children's writing. Well, has anyone else got anything they want to chip in on this week's book? Would you Would you look for his other Ronnie stories and read them? Yeah, I think so. I probably wouldn't read the one directly after this, but I might read. Just, you know, a random one. Okay. Because I'm, I do, just don't think that he'd be able to write, 
like a complete series that carried on from Half Moon Prisoners. It's actually just more books about Ronnie, but I don't know. Maybe just random bizarre things <laughs> about <laughs> Ronnie. Like him turning into a bed sitting room. Exactly. Pop. <laughs> now, next week's book um, is one that you have asked me um, about this author. I don't think you've read any books by her, but you've asked me about reading her. So I've picked out one from my childhood that I remember the most strongly. And it's Laura Ingalls Wilder's book, Little House in the Big Woods. Have you read this, Dad? Uh, I haven't. Um, I think when I was growing up and your mum was growing up, it's probably fair to say that they were maybe perceived as being books for girls rather than books for boys. Uh, no, I think in the modern world that's maybe seen as a bit old-fashioned, but uh, I didn't read those when I was small. The more famous book, I think, probably is Little, Little House, House on, on the Prairie. Yes, and well, I'll do some research as to which one came first. Yeah, I know that that's been turned into an American TV show. Well, I'll have a look at that if you read the book and we'll catch up on what you think in the next episode. Dun dun. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.